I'm Amber Peterson, and you're listening to Mamas and Money, Episode 63, Knowing Your Value with Kim Nagel. Did you know that creating confidence with your money will change your life? My name is Amber Peterson. I'm a mother, licensed financial professional, and a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And if you're ready, let's take this journey together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mamas and Money. I am so thrilled that you are here today, and I have a phenomenal guest on today. I'm so excited to share her with all of you. Her name is Kim Nagel, and she is awesome. You guys will just love her. I had the opportunity to meet and get to know Kim at a retreat I went to this past summer for Win Win Women, and she is an absolute delight and extremely knowledgeable in the area of business. So I want to introduce her to you. Kim has trained and coached thousands of clients and hundreds of them launching successful, successful businesses, whether inspiring from the stage or sharing actionable next steps from her book, The Damn Plan how to find freedom, love, and money in your business. She truly believes that people are capable of taking authority over their lives and deserve the life that they have always dreamt of. They just need a damn plan. (laughs) And today we're going to be talking to Kim about finding your value and translating that into money abundance. So welcome, Kim. I'm so glad to have you here today. Oh my gosh. I am I am delighted to see your smiling face again. It it just <laughs> coming across the wires. <laughs> oh, so good. So tell a little bit to our audience about how you came to what you're doing today and you know what what that journey looked like, especially financially. Okay. Well, you know what? I could go way, 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 way <laughs> back. I'll I'll give you a cliff note of the way back. Okay. Because okay. it has to do with finance. So I grew up in very small towns and there were two jobs in every town and one of them belonged to um, the owner's daughter usually. <laughs> and the other one was something you never in a million years wanted to do. Mm. So from a very early age, uh, growing up in a big family, I learned to, let's just say monetize my skills, monetize my mm. creator given skills to, uh, and, and my mom given skills. My mom taught me how to iron clothes. Okay, I'm really good at ironing clothes. I needed a new pair of jeans. And dad just said, you know, you're going to get the, you know, bargain bin specials because there's seven kids to put jeans on and this is it. And well, I was a teenager. So I started my first business to buy a pair of jeans. You talk about finance, yeah. you know, and it's a very tight little story about those jeans were tight too. It was the 70s. So (laughs) remember the ones you had to lay down and button up? (laughs) And kind of wiggle your way into. Yeah, that you couldn't breathe when you stood up. Had your girlfriend lift you off the bed. Uh, It was what we do, what we do. So anyway, it's all about, you know, from a very early age, I honestly learned to value my skills. And that's why this topic we're talking about today is so dear to my heart, because I recognize that not everybody was given permission perhaps by their parents or by the people around them or their community or whatever it was to talk openly about, I need money Mm. or to talk openly about, boy, I can do this for these people and it's worth at least this, Mm. or, you know, Oh, they're only, they want to pay you 50 cents an hour. I grew up in the 50 cents an hour babysitting world. So anyway, um, 
why would we accept that? We would accept that perhaps because we don't have the belief system that we need to ask for more. So I'm just delighted to be talking about this. But that was my very my very beginning journey. And then because we're talking about mamas and money, my second real business was really about a mama money story. Mm-hmm. And I was working in corporate. I was an, a designer in the corporate world. And they had me on the road driving all over Kingdom Come to um, do design work uh, in uh, commercial settings. And I had a lovely child at home that I was not getting to raise. Mm. And I, for that reason, and just for the reason that I kind of have an entrepreneurial spirit that says, hmm, I could do this. (laughs) I started my first real business parlaying again, a skill my mother gave me, and that was to sew Mm. into a commercial workroom that made money where I could have my daughter with me part-time at least. And I could, you know, it wasn't the perfect scenario. Oh, I can schedule my hours perfectly. That world doesn't exist. But it was a decision to step out of that corporate environment into my own adventure so that I could create some kind of balance between having to pay bills. I had to pay bills. This wasn't a choice. I did not have another way to pay bills. So it it wasn't like I was going on vacation. So it seems like forever ago, but I want to add one more sprinkle and then uh, let's get into this topic around value is because I've always approached my life that way, because I've always looked into money and value and our skills in that manner. Guess what? My three kids kind of all followed suit. And they grew into that idea that, you know, if they needed something, they had the skills right here, or they'd go find them, or they would look, they wouldn't say, Oh, gosh, I need this. It was like, Oh, what could I do to get this? And I I think as parents, as mamas, that's a skill we can teach. And it's a hard skill. It's a hard skill, because you have to be willing to say no, you got to figure this one out yourself. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that could be so difficult for moms is loosening that control a little bit and saying, okay, hun or son, (laughs) (laughs) what do you think? What do you think you could do? Use your skills, your mind to then create this for you. And of course we're there to assist, but yeah, to kind of relinquish some of that and say, okay, open your wings and let's try to to fly. And I think that's huge. And you mentioned so many things in your story that I think are important to note, Um, just talking about, you know, entrepreneurship and being willing to take a step out there, because that can be scary for a lot of individuals and that money is taught so many different ways by those who love us and care about us. But more often than not, what I'm seeing is that money was taught in a very negative fashion, that there's never enough, that it's scarce. And so I think what you bring here and what you're going to be talking about today about value and knowing that value and that really you can create what you want is going to be so powerful to hear and to give those steps to these women here today. Well, I I want to clarify something before we get started. Everybody's steps are going to be a little different. Mm -hmm. All of our listeners today and, and anybody that's listening in any way going forward or exploring this topic, know that I don't want to say you're unique, but your life and the way you want to live it does not need to be lived what we see on social media. Yeah. Uh, what you have, what you need is not based on, oh, by 35, you should be here. You know, if yes. you're not, yes. somehow you're not successful and then we fall into a rut. 
And, you know, at the very young age of 60, I totally redid everything, all of, all of everything as a way to further blossom. I hey, love that. Cactuses blossom forever. Why can't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why do we have to set in stone our journey once and then never change it? Yeah. yeah that seems yeah. kind of silly. And I think that's so important to remember is that our journey doesn't have to look like anyone else's and it can still be the best journey for us and most successful for us and most enjoyable for us. And it doesn't have to look like anybody else's. And I mm-hmm. just want to say too, Kim, I we're appreciative of your journey and sharing that with us because you're helping pave the way not only for women of, you know, around our age, but also those that are up and coming that mm-hmm. want to create the life that they want as well. You know, so I really appreciate that and your example. Well, thank you. Thank you. You know, I, I'll flash the book right, right yes. here. And by the way, this is the most used version. I, it's, it's on my <laughs> desk and I actually use my own book. I mean, believe so it or not, I mean, a lot of people write a book and it stays very pristine. Mine is all dog-eared. <laughs> But in the very beginning of this book, I talk about, I share my damn story. And like you said, to be an inspiration for other people, wherever you're at in your life, whether you're at the beginning, whether you are highly successful in your industry, whether you're struggling, you are kind of shining a light for other people in some way. Yes. And The day I realized that was a very powerful day for me. It was extraordinary motivation to know that even though in my heart, I felt like I was struggling, there were some people watching Mm. and they weren't condemning my struggle. They were watching and willing to stand in the gap for one thing, many of them, if I only asked. And the others were saying, well, is she actually going to do what she said she's going to, Mm. what she said she was? Mm-hmm. And for me, that became really extraordinary motivation to know that no matter where we're at in our lives, no matter how bumpy our journey might have been, no matter how successful we think we are, we can be a powerful light for other people. And I think that's huge. So in the very beginning of the book, I show my damn, I share my damn story. Some people call it the day of the haircut because <laughs> it truly, it walks through a true story about the day I woke up was zero, maybe less than zero in my bank account. Mm. And having wanted a really good haircut for the longest time and always having to get the cheapie and finally scheduling the good one and then finding out that there was less than zero. Mm. And I literally flipped couch cushions and did the old dive through the car. All those kind of things came up with enough change for a damn haircut. (laughs) As I was going to get that. Yeah. And because on that day, I said two words that were so important to my life. And I had to actually today, I was reminded of those words um, over another circumstance. I said no more. So for our listeners here again, if you're ready to put up a stake, literally plant your flag, plant your fence post, whatever it is in the ground and say, no more, no more. I know I can make it through tough times. I know I can wade through a proverbial pile of manure, but no more, no more. I am going to make determined decisions. I'm going to act according to those decisions. I'm going to mind my business and I'm going to quit making excuses, D-A-M-N, mm-hmm. to get uh, to get what what is good for me, what's good for my family, what's good for my community, what's good for the world. Oh, so good. 
So I'm curious, and we kind of talked about this off air, (laughs) but we talked about some truths and also some things that we might see other women come across that they're going, well, I'm limited. I can't just go out and create and say no more. I I'm limited by these different things. And I'd love to go over those because I think a lot of our listeners are probably going to look in their own lives and say, well, yeah, that's great for Kim or for Amber, but how does that work for me? And so Mm -hmm. I'd love to go over those. We talked about being able to move upward where you're at in business and in your industry. So if you wouldn't mind, you know, launching in and talking a little bit more about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, just to reference the book again, um, I love my book, by the way. And I think anybody that's out there that that uh, has ever put pen to paper, sometimes we struggle with the love for our own writing. But I've come to learn that a very simple story that I wrote in there about telling the truth mm. has been the most powerful thing that I ever said. And that required when I told my truth, it required a great deal of courage. I don't want to, you know, all of what we're going to talk, all of these truths, all of this, it requires courage. Yes. It just does. And, you know, it's even that if, you, if you're in the business and you have to make sales calls and you got to pick up that phone, there's a certain amount of courage required <laughs> just to pick up that phone. And, and the world's not going to come to an end as you know it if the person says no. So almost everything that you do that's going to change the way your life is going now to take you from this no more side to the more side, to the abundance side. It just dawned on me that no more could be so many different things, but to take us to wow. the abundant side of thinking, yes, that's going to take courage. And I wanted to tell you why it's going to take courage because there's going to be naysayers. There's going to be people that say, who do you think you are? Yep. Getting up your raisin now? Yep. You know, what, what I don't, I can't do that. So why should you be able to do that? Doggone it. There's a lot of that out there. And some of it is in our own head. Yep. We can be our own worst critic here. (laughs) So for right now, for, for, to start, as we talk about these truths and you talk about industry, so, and value, we're going to talk about value, your value in an industry first. And then we're going to talk about your belief, your self-belief and how that affects your value. We're going to talk about your time and your ability to create more in your life. So good. That first truth is where are you at right now? Where are you at right now? In order to know where you want to go, you need to know where you're at. If you don't, and you do this all day long. Okay. Where do you start when you're, when you're coaching somebody with their money, where do you start? We need to know where they're at. We need to know how much money is in their account. What's coming in, what's going out. How are we spending our money? Yeah. Does our money reflect our priorities? Mm-hmm. What are, what do we actually need? So let's just say um, you are working in that corporate environment as I was, and you are just every paycheck, paycheck comes in, the paycheck goes out, the paycheck comes in, the paycheck goes out. You're in that never ending cycle of not enough. Mm-hmm. Well, the first steps in, in doing that is really identifying the truth of that industry. So if, I mean, you have choices, you can learn how to live with enough, right? So you can go through and you can cut some expenses. We won't get into that. But if you want to increase your income, that's going to take a change in your value system and in how you value yourself, Mm. how you value yourself. So it might mean that you literally have to 
change occupations to get a better job that makes more money. So I use my son as an example. He is an extraordinary self-taught engineer. All right. You would love to have him design a car for you. Mm -hmm. But in his industry, self-taught doesn't pay. Mm. The piece of paper that says you have that degree pays. So you might be at the top of where you can be with, with your industry. If you know that for a fact, then what do I need to do to bump up? What do I need to do to bump up is, is the first question. The next question would be, have I expressed my value? And this is the one I want to hit on today. Have I expressed my value? So as a consultant, I frequently get told by a few of my clients, my especially my larger organization clients, how come we're paying you so much? Okay, I could say, well, that's what the industry pays. That's mm-hmm. this the normal mm-hmm. fee. But instead, I come back and say, well, they would like some validation that I am worth what they're paying me. Yes. So I go through and I itemize the value I bring to the organization. Now, the same works for an individual. If you are holding a job and let's just say that you're that person with that job, they gave you a job description, but if you looked at it, you're doing nine times more than what's on that (laughs) job description. Okay. Instead of just complaining about it or making excuses about how the corporate world works, start to itemize the value Mm. you actually bring to the organization. I did this with one client. Oh my gosh, her mind map of what she did every day was like, blow your mind. (laughs) Huge. (laughs) And she, we parlayed that into an advancement. But up until that point, the impression was, well, we don't pay that position that much. Interesting. First, she had to believe her value. So this itemization goes two ways. You can prove to the outside that you're worth this, but you can also prove to your inside that you're worth this. Yes. And I would say even that you have to prove to your inside first Mm -hmm. before then you can adequately or accurately you know, express that accurately, <laughs> accurately. <laughs> express word. that to those around you. Because if you don't have that internal belief, it's hard then to project that outward. Yeah. The beautiful part, you know, I think about a lot of people say, well, I know what I'm doing. I've got it in my head. Yeah. I always, I don't know what it looks like on the inside of my head, but I kind of always imagined it as a bunch of crazy swimming squirrels because <laughs> You know, it goes up there and it goes around, 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 around. And when I put it down on a piece of paper, when I start Mm. writing out what I do and how I do it, it becomes more real. It's harder to argue here again with this truth. And and maybe we put something on there that's not quite true. Mm. Also calls out that because we want to get to the truth. So now with this value statement of what you bring to your current job, in hand, I would propose that if you're unhappy where you're at, and this is how you're going to bump up your income is to make a move either, you know, within the organization or outside of the organization. I mean, you've got some good search material to go forward and start looking differently. So this takes an extraordinary amount of courage to make moves of this size. Everybody says, oh, you must be so strong and so courageous to be a business owner. You know what? Going out and changing jobs is just the same thing. The same thing. Absolutely. 
success. So I think, you know, that's in, in your industry, there may be a ceiling. If you're at the ceiling, you can complain about the ceiling or you can do something about it. And, and your choices are there. They're perhaps I'm going to throw this out there just as a longtime entrepreneur, a little bit more limited sometimes. And that is why a lot of women very frequently, especially women who are trying to make those balances, are choosing either a patched work combination of working outside the home mm-hmm. and running businesses that fit, that have that family life fit. And this has been going on. This isn't a new phenomena. This has been going on for a long time. <laughs> Women have figured this out. Being truthful with yourself about it. When I go to work, do I really know the value I bring? And do I have the courage to tell people about it? And yeah. if I put it on a piece of paper and sent it in an email to my supervisor, you know, I would like to talk about a raise. Here's why. Yes. Here's why. Last quarter, this is what I brought. Mm-hmm. And, you know, back to my own story with my clients. I actually, one client that was, you know, they had some, the CFO was asking questions and I proved that I created four times as much as they paid me. Oh, so good. But I couldn't have done that with words. I couldn't have said, yeah. you know, you know, I do this and I do this and I do this. I put it in numbers. So I think that's that's a great way to, to, to begin with that truth. And I recognize that where many of our mamas with and money gals are, we can't just quit our day jobs. We just can't. We just can't. So do you want to move to the second, the next truth? I want yes. To and I, I love again, what you said is writing it down because that shows us our truth. Yeah. You know, Cause if we just say it's in my head, it's hard to pinpoint. Just like you said, with money, we need to know where we are. So we know where we're going. Well, if we just know, yeah, it's in there somewhere. But seeing it on paper mm-hmm. makes us examine it and yeah. go, oh, is that, is that true? Is that something I want to believe? Is this something I want to look at and say, oh, is this how much I think I can get paid and that's it? Mm-hmm. Is what I'm doing not, not giving me the opportunity to earn more? And I right. think that's really important just to repoint out again is that if someone's struggling with that, let's write it down, get an accurate view of it and what you truly yeah. think about it. Awesome. So yeah, simplest. it's the simplest. It's so much, so much of how change occurs or how we can make change happen or how we can instill new beliefs in ourselves is right in front of us. Yes. Right in front of us. And I mentioned something earlier that I want to reemphasize because I've seen, I've seen it time and time again. I've done it myself. When, when we're in a situation where we're having a hard time believing in ourselves, we feel like everybody else is doing so good, and we're not doing so good. And I, I wish somebody would talk to me. I wish, mm-hmm. I wish, you know, we get in this wish mode because we're afraid. We're afraid of what they might think if we tell them our truth. Mm-hmm. We're afraid that somehow we'll lose a friend. Well, if we lost lose a friend for telling them our truth, they weren't a friend in the beginning. But I think as women, we need to truly learn to stand in this gap for each other. Mm. My daughter business partner, when she was very young, she said, mom, I'll stand in the gap for you. It was, I did not know it at the time. Bring on the waterworks. (laughs) I am, how how powerful that was to know. And I think sometimes we equate it to our faith only, but it's to life. Mm. 
when you're home taking care of babies, trying to work, trying to get everybody fed, keep everybody alive, just survive. You do. We, we need each other. And yes, if we're a friend and we have a friend that we think, you know, she's not asking, we can just say, I'm here. I'll help if you want. Just ask. Because I I think, I think this is important. It's important work. And we can, we can talk about figure out your value right here. We can talk about this and just say, this is a technical way of doing it, but this is hard work. So ladies stand in the gap for each other. Be that person, ask for that person. Absolutely. I mean, because I think we can think about faith or divine help, which is always a good thing. <laughs> but mm-hmm. also, I think we can be angels here on earth for each other and be able to, like you said, stand in that gap, give that support, give that help to us mm-hmm. when we may not even know what our sister next to us is dealing with what yeah. our friend is dealing with, what our loved one is dealing with there. Cause we're so good at internalizing it and not expressing it that mm-hmm. just being able to be there and hold that space is powerful. It is. It is. Yeah. And um, sometimes people are too, they don't have the courage, quite the courage yet to ask. When I was at my lowest, I wish beyond wish that somebody would said, Hey, I'm going to call, I'm going to call, I'm going to call your BS. If you don't mind me saying it, I'm going to call your BS. You are not okay. If you want my help, I'm here. Yes. But because yes. we as women, we got this, I'm okay. I'm, I'm good. We're fine. Yeah, I'm, right? fine. I'm, I'm fine. fine. You're doing I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, you know, where's the doorway? Where's the doorway to help? So Kim has already shared some amazing information with us today. She is phenomenal. And I didn't want the conversation to stop there. So instead of keeping it to just one show, we're going to continue talking to Kim next week. So definitely tune in to learn more about Kim and about what we've been talking about. This week, we've talked about knowing your value and standing in the gap as sisters to help each other out. Next week, we'll talk a little bit more about limiting beliefs of ourselves and of our time so that we can unlock those barriers to our money. So I look forward to seeing you next week as well, and we'll talk to you soon. You are already working hard for your money. Imagine your money working hard for you. Imagine taking control over where your money goes instead of wondering where it went at the end of every month. Imagine the freedom you will have from not worrying constantly about your finances. Imagine enjoying the decisions you make with your money. I know this is possible for you. Head on over to amberpetersoncoachingfinance.now.site where we can work together to make it happen. And if you're finding this podcast to be helpful, please subscribe. That way you will never miss an episode to help you create confidence with your money. Have a beautiful week.